Hi guys, thanks for tuning to this episode of the Nick Egan Times. We have an awesome guest on this episode. We have Sahelia Hakamai. Sahelia is from Toronto, Canada. Sahelia is a lifestyle content creator, self-taught photographer, travel writer, and mental health podcaster. Guided by Sahelia's authenticity, Sahelia loves connecting with her audience and adding a touch of color uh, to the world through beautiful photos, vulnerable storytelling, and engaging conversations. Welcome, Sahelia, and thanks for coming on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I think it's hilarious when I see people try to pronounce my name. I know it's a really, really tough one. It's actually Sohela Hakimi. Literally every time I go to Starbucks though, makes me laugh so hard because I'll say it and they'll be like, wait, how do you spell that? And I'm just like, just try, spell it any way you, any way you can. And the variations are just hilarious, so. Um, but thank you for having me. <laughs> nice little intro. I appreciate it. Um, how's it all going over there? It's going great. I mean, I'm in Canada. It's snowing right now. We've gotten so much snow recently. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a winter wonderland. And how have you dealt with COVID since it started in life in general? Honestly, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, a lot of ups and downs, especially in my family being cocooned all together. It seems like every week someone is having a bit of a meltdown. <laughs> it goes in a bit of a, a carousel, to be honest. So um, my turn is definitely coming up. But um, yeah, it's going pretty well. I can't complain. We've been very fortunate uh, that no one's really gotten sick in our like immediate bubble. So yeah. Cool. What about you? How are you? How are you doing with COVID? Yeah, it's good. Um, it's actually here in Sydney starting to drop off. We've had like no local transmission cases. I heard on the radio yesterday for like thirty-two days. Um, mm-hmm. we got the vaccines that I believe are going to start to roll out next week. So I think personally, uh, Sydney's in a great position. New South Wales, anyway, our state. Um, for the future regarding COVID. That's awesome. It, you know, I went to University of Sydney, so it was. it's really nice to hear also that they're doing so well, and especially because you guys had the bushfires and, yeah, then, and then COVID hit. So you guys got like a huge double whammy there. Oh, no, it was crazy. All right, let's just jump straight into it for listeners. Um, who is Sahelia Hakamai? Akimi, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Um, Well, like you said, I'm a lifestyle content creator. Um, I'm a self-taught photographer. I'm a mental health podcaster. So I do wear a lot of hats. But for the most part, I just love creating content and creating imagery that adds a little bit of color to people's worlds. Cool. Uh, Let's go back um, to your past. Tell me about growing up, um, your family and everything to do on that side of things. Um, okay. I, so I born and raised in Toronto. Um, I had two siblings, three siblings. Um, one of them passed away when I was younger. Um, and I've also had uh, a childhood sickness. So when I was younger, I had low blood plate levels. And so I was hospitalized for a while, which was kind of traumatic as a young kid. Um, and high school was pretty much normal high school stuff, 
right? We're all just trying to find ourselves and learn our identities. And um, like I said, after high school, I went to university in Sydney and I um, actually started a design company um, when I was done. And at first I worked for um, a fashion house here in Canada and I got some training and then I started my own line and it was a little disheartening that I had to close it. Honestly, I was having a bit of a hard time dealing with mental health at the time. I've had a history of anxiety and depression. And so I wasn't treating myself right during that time. I was sacrificing way too much of myself for that career and that job. And it really ate away at my mental health to the point where it took away the passion that I had for that career. And so I ended up kind of shifting from one job to another for a little bit, trying to find my place. And during that time, um, I was starting to watch like a lot of YouTube videos, lots of tutorials. And so every time I would kind of watch one, I would learn a little bit about, you know, filmmaking and or editing rather because I wouldn't be actually filming anything. I'd just be watching them. And it just made me feel like I could do this. I feel like what's what's stopping me from picking up a camera and trying and so I did and it was so hard at first and I remember being like oh my god I hate my voice I hate like all the little things that you know happen like your vein out of in your forehead pops out a little bit and you're like <laughs> oh like I look so stupid but you get used to it and I just kept going and going and going and here I am today amazing um, how did you like growing up in Canada and was it, yeah, what was it like? I love Canada. It's such a great country. Um, we have a great like social system. Um, yeah, like schools are really great. They have a really high level of education, even public schools and people are very friendly. It's a safe place. <laughs> we you know, leave our front doors unlocked most of the time. Um, yeah, it's such a, a wonderful country. It's been great. Excellent. Excellent. Um, have, you've obviously done some traveling to Sydney, as you mentioned before. Where else have you traveled in the world? Um, all over the U.S., all over Mexico, into South America. I've done Argentina. Um, I've done, like, Costa Rica as well. Mm, where else in South America? Oh, I went to Colombia. That was amazing. I went to Turkey when I was younger, traveled all over Italy, Greece, France, Ireland, England, China. I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> Done a lot of traveling. <laughs> um, yeah, what was your... I'm going to do a lot more. <laughs> Amazing. What is your favorite place you've been to in the world then? Your favorite location? It's so hard to say because recently my favorite location was definitely Colombia. I went to Cartagena and it was so nice. I was blown away by how friendly the people are there and how pretty of a city that place is. And yeah, and it just was such a, a nice trip and, and such a refreshing 
experience you know when you go into a trip and you have all of these ideas of what it's going to be like and it just pleasantly surprises you and just takes you like it's so better and so yeah definitely Colombia would have been at the top of that list but if we're talking about a place that I could go back to a hundred times and still feel so excited about every time I go there it would be probably Italy I love cooking. I love Italian food. It's definitely one of my favorite cuisines. So, you know, I could go back there a hundred times and just be like a pig and shit. Just so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Italy too. I think it's amazing. Um, all right, let's talk about your podcast. Is that so podcast? Is that how you say it? Is that so podcast? So, is that right? Yeah. yeah. That, so is that, that right. so? So it's like a play on my name. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's a mental health podcast. As I said before, I've had issues with depression and anxiety and actually PTSD, all of which kind of really became overwhelming and a pillar in my life after being sexually assaulted when I was just between high school and university. And so since that, since the incident, I had a decline in mental health and I wasn't taking care of myself. I think I struggled with a lot of self-doubt, um, self-confidence, and it really ate at my core because I wasn't expressing myself or dealing with it. And I didn't tell anybody about it for over 10 years. And so I just let it kind of sit and com get compartmentalized, but fester because it wasn't acting when you carpet. Sorry, when you box, put something in a box and you like shove it down. You you're you're actually like letting it be a part of your day to day life. It's just in your subconscious, and so until I started to deal with that, I really had a hard time. I would go through four months of like serious depression and maybe it had something also to do with being in Canada and like having seasonal depression because it does get cold and you do have to stay inside for a bit but because I noticed it would always come like right after New Year's so it always come like January February March and then April it would start to lighten up and then it would always come back you know so um but I also suffered from a lot of anxiety and especially after the incident in those like five years to follow, every time like I would get drunk, I would kind of like always go over my limit and drink way too much. And I would also, you know, just not be who I am. And it was really insecure. Um, especially when it came to like dating, I was a people pleaser. I was um, allowing people to step over my boundaries. Um, and yeah, so about two years ago, I started sharing about my sexual assault experience and it kind of was like an epiphany to me. It was like, oh my God, this is exactly why I have been acting like this for so long. And this is exactly why like I haven't really given myself the full 
like a full shot, you know, or like I, I'm lacking self-belief here. I'm lacking confidence here. I am so creative and like I can do anything. I literally think that I like I can do anything and anyone else can do anything too. If I can do it, anyone else can do it. So um, it's not like I think that I'm better than anyone or anything like that. It's just that I do have like a, a self-starter. I'm, I'm motivated, but you can have all those things. And if you don't believe yourself, then believe in yourself, then you know, you're too scared to show your creativity to other people. And so maybe you, you've lost your identity, you've lost your uniqueness, you've lost your authenticity. And so I was really in a depressive state. Um, I was, you know, had some suicidal ideations and I scared the hell out of me. And so I really started this healing process. And once I started that, I was able to finally kind of love myself in a way where it, I was able to like chase my dreams wholeheartedly without any self-sabotage, without any um, like low self-belief, low confidence and really take charge of my life. And so when I was on this journey, I was like, other people need to have a community where they can come to or a place where they can come to and find this amazing information or different ways of healing because treatment looks different for everyone. So I'm gonna create something where people can come and they can listen and they can laugh with me and they can cry with me and they can get emotional and, and just learn from all these experts because since I had started my Instagram and my blog, I had grown a lot. So having a bit of a soapbox to stand up on helps me bring awesome people onto the show and give them exposure. And so I feel like I'm actually doing something way more fulfilling than what I thought I was gonna be doing, but I started this whole journey. And um, yeah, I've talked to so many amazing people and it's it's so interesting because like I get to ask them questions and I'm learning for my own benefit and I get to take all these people along with me. Well, that's amazing. Um, personally, I think you're extremely brave. Um, I think you're doing a wonderful thing. Definitely opening up for your mental health and everything that obviously you've gone through. That's not easy. Um, you know, so yeah, I have massive respect for you and yeah, I think you're extremely brave and yeah, you're doing oh, wonderful things. Thank you. It's very fulfilling. What about you? Why did you start your podcast? Um, it's always interested me, uh, interviewing people like yourself, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, and what happened was I was planning on doing it, I guess in this year, but it just happened a lot quicker than what happened. So in literally the end of last year, um, we had a COVID outbreak in my area, which is the Northern beaches. You've been to Sydney. So do you know like Manly, that kind of area? Yeah. 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 So basically, say it again. I said, I missed that place. Yeah. So yeah. So it's beautiful. Um, so we had like, they blocked off basically in short, the whole Northern beaches. Um, and so we were in lockdowns for two weeks or two and a half weeks. And it was just literally just before Christmas, New Year's, that time period. So I literally had obviously all this free time at home and I'm, I like to be active and, you know, like go get her and do stuff all the time with myself. So I was like, I've got all this spare time now. Why don't I just do it? You know, I've got nothing else to do really. I can watch TV yeah. and be bored or I can just um, do it, make it happen. So literally 
I just just jumped straight into it. I started doing everything and the mechanics of it, and just yeah, like I just launched it there and then. It's so much fun, isn't it? It is, and it's like I've met yeah. incredible people like yourself. You know, it's like been such an amazing journey. Um, um, yeah, like it's just yeah, I couldn't even describe how fulfilling and amazing it is. Like just meeting wonderful people like yourself all the time. So yeah, yeah. and you should be so happy that you actually use this time in a way that would benefit you and your future. Like now you you've, you've done the hard stuff, you've set it all up. Now you just need to keep going. And I even picked up the ukulele like in December, and I've just been learning how to play ukulele because i always wished i knew how to play like an instrument or guitar and i feel like a ukulele i could travel with it so like later once i'm like able to travel again i can bring it with me on trips and it's just so fun you know and if you can use time productively like why not exactly last two shots (laughs) you got to make the most of your time right so yeah (laughs) amazing what are um what are your other passions aside from your podcast and everything you're doing? What, what do you like to do in your downtime? Um, I have a dog, so I try, I don't get much downtime to be honest. So I yeah. just try to like hang out with my dog a little bit more and play with her. And sure. she's a very cute little French bulldog. Um, I, I literally try to work all the time because I actually really enjoy my work. So if I'm not recording a podcast, I'm editing the podcast and working on the show notes, stuff like that. And I'm just one person. So, you know, I also have my Instagram, so I have to constantly take photos for that. Um, I'm really lucky that my boyfriend is so helpful. He helps me take photos. Um, of my fashion outfit. So every Friday, usually by on Monday or Tuesday, I order all of these clothes. Friday, I style them. Saturday morning, he wakes up with me at 7am and we go out and we shoot till about noon and I have content for the week. So I'm working pretty much six days a week. And if I'm not working, I'm playing with my dog. I'm hanging with my boyfriend and trying to have quality time. Cause even though like we work in the same house and he's working from home, he works for a bank. So, but he, you know, can't really interact with me. And then by the end of the day, he's, his brain is fried and we don't have any interesting or intelligent conversations. So try to do that when uh, we both have some downtime, downtime on the weekend, but you know, it can be difficult. So I just try to keep those relationships and friendships alive and message my friends and see how they're doing, make sure they're taking care of their mental health because I feel so disconnected from them most of the time when we don't get to see each other in person. And it takes like a lot of effort to just message someone. It's almost like it's like so much effort for such little reward (laughs) when you can't see your friends. So I try to anyways, because we need to, you know, even like sometimes I just wash my hair. I don't want to curl it. And so I'm like always in sweatpants and you just need to sometimes take care of yourself. That's part of um, my healing journey too, is learning to say no, learning to set boundaries, learning that people pleasing really drains me of my energy and creativity. And it's not selfish to take care of yourself sometimes, so. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And yeah, great insights. What does the future look like? So, what do you? What, yeah, what does the rest of the year look like for you? Oh, if I had a magic ball that I could like mm-hmm. let you know, I honestly don't know because. Sure. Um, you know, I recently went to a travel conference that was like virtual, obviously, and met with all these destinations. And they're really excited to have me come to their destinations. But no one really knows when they're even going to open up the borders. Because right now in Canada, like our borders are closed um, and we have limited flights and you're only supposed to fly if it's mandatory or like absolutely necessary so they really come down on that they've even canceled all flights for march break here in canada so it's hard to say i can i feel like we're gonna start opening things up in the next month or so so there might be some more road trips uh local travel like neighboring provinces but i think i'll be sticking pretty much to the city and um or to the cottage where we like to go and staying local in canada for the next six months and then maybe doing the west coast of canada in the fall because there's lots of ski destinations there big mountains so maybe get some skiing and then in the next year start to pick up travel again and then in the meantime i'm just going to continue to work on my podcast work on my blog and social media and stay busy like you. Amazing. Yeah. All right. If you were 18 again and you could go back in time and change things and do things differently, what would you do? <sighs> I mean, I think 18-year-old me, so when I was sexually assaulted, I was 18. And I think 18-year-old me needed a lot of love and guidance and to know that like someone cared about her so I would probably go back and do that for myself yeah for sure if you don't have any regrets about anything I just feel because obviously like look where I am today like I'm very fortunate <laughs> to be honest like and I've done so much healing that I have so much self-compassion for that 18-year-old me trying to figure out how to deal with all of this trauma and process and obviously didn't do a very good job of it for a very long time because I never dealt with it. But I think that I did just as good as a lot like maybe even better than some people that had to go through that whole thing and and didn't deal with it so and still haven't dealt with it so i think i would just go back and give myself a hug and love and kind of some guidance and maybe tell her not to wait so long why do you why why do you have to carry this baggage around for 10 years like let's start dealing with it sooner so Yeah, I think yeah. you're doing amazing, incredible. Um, yeah, thanks for joining my podcast. I do appreciate it. Um, I wish you all the success with everything you're doing. I think you're in an amazing trajectory in life. And yeah, like I just wish you all the best. Oh, thank you so much. And I wish you the same. It's been such a pleasure to be on your show. And um, I 
hope you are able to continue to do this even after you get out of lockdown because it sounds like you're really enjoying it and you're finding it fulfilling. Yeah, it's a passion. Yeah, and I'm definitely going to keep going and be consistent with it, yeah. Good. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you having me on and it's been great chatting with you and maybe we can do this again sometime. For sure, I'd love it. <laughs> All, right. All right. Speak to you later.